Hello and welcome to a Perusia podcast. I'm Shabarash, your host, and excited to not have not one, not two, but three guests today in the studio with us. They're all connected in some way to an exciting growing uh, order in Australia, the Samaskan order. Have you heard about the Samaskans? If not, you're going to get to know more about them. Uh, doing amazing work uh, in Sydney, as well I'm familiar with, also in Perth, and growing across across this region of the world. So I want to welcome, please join me welcoming um, all of you. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thank <laughs> now, you. Very, just maybe very quickly, if uh, I'll just go around and say, you just say your name uh, and, and who you are. So you're a priest in the outside. So Father Chris, I know you, but just for the sake of introduction here. Thank you, Shabelle, for having us. Uh, I'm Father Chris D'Souza. I am a Samaskan religious order priest and I'm presently the assistant priest in the parishes of St. Joseph Moorbank and St. Christopher Holsworthy in the Archdiocese of Sydney. Yeah, thank you. And Sister, what's your name and, and where are you based? I'm Sister Minerva Grancia, Filipina sister. Came from the Philippines. Um, and then. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. And uh, I'm Celine Atia. I'm a parishioner slash young adult at St. Joseph's Morbank. And, and the reason why you're here, because you're part of a, a network of the Samaskan youth. So we're going to tap into that. So it's deliberate why you're here. So thank you for joining us. Um, for those who've never heard of Samaskans, uh, I, I have to use this opportunity to introduce um, who are the Samaskans. So they were founded, how long has it been around? Let, let's, can we start? I'll start with you, Father. Sure, sure. Um, so our, our founder is St. Jerome Emiliani, and he is the universal patron saint of orphans and youth in need. Uh, he was a Venetian nobleman um, that lived uh, sort of uh, around the, the time of the 16th century. Um, and effectively, uh, at that time, the, the Republic of Venice was always getting uh, invaded, uh, and he was uh, his came from a family of, of politicians and lawyers, and he entered the military to defend the Republic of Venice. Uh, he was taken captive by those enemies in a castle uh, in the in the Republic of Venice, um, and it was there that uh, he had completely experienced total abandonment. His nobility, his money, his uh, contacts and networks couldn't get him out of that uh, situation of being a prisoner of war. Uh, and so he reached out to what his, his, his mother had always told him to do, and that was to reach out to his heavenly mother uh, and ask for her intercession. And he, and he promised that if she did so, he would uh, give his life of service to Christ and, and, and his church. Um, and so on the 27th of September in 1511, uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary miraculously appeared in his prison cell and liberated him from prison, but not wow. only uh, breaking the chains of his imprisonment, um, but guiding him by hand over kilometres of enemy battle lines to safety to a neighbouring town of Treviso, uh, where he was then recognised as the nobleman that he was, taken in for refuge. Um, and if you visit today in Treviso, the sanctuary of, um, of, of, our, of our Blessed Mother there, on the altar of our Blessed Mother in this basilica uh, in Treviso, you'll find the chains of St. Romulani still there, which he left in thanksgiving wow. for her uh, maternal intercession of his liberation. And then that kick started a, a life of conversion from his life, uh, sort of giving away of, 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 of his nobility and dedicating himself to meeting the needs of the church at that time, um, which included not only war, but there was famine, there was plague, a lot of children that were orphaned because of those situations. And he started gathering and collating these children establishing orphanages and uh, technical schools to uplift them uh, in terms of education wise. He would then go out and uh, women that had fallen into lives you know, of, of prostitution because of the destitute situations, establishing refuge homes for them. Mm. And then he started being invited by bishops in other parts of Northern Italy to do the same. So he started establishing these and at all times having these orphan children with him. Wow. Um, and, and really living uh, with, with the, these orphans um, and dedicating his, his time, his talents, his treasures, his resources uh, to establishing these communities throughout northern Italy. It was the time of the Protestant Reformation um, and so there was that, uh, that uh, situation that many were leaving the Catholic Church and so in addition to kind of caring for the orphan children, the destitute, 
Um, he would then go out in the fields and catechize the Catholic faithful together with his orphans in, in, a, in a catechesis style that would help them to remain uh, faithful to the church. Mm -hmm. um, and then likewise, just assisting uh, particularly the dying um, of, of these circumstances, giving them the dignity of, of death and, 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 and Catholic burial. And he, he was followed by a companion of, um, of priests and, and laity that helped in his works. And he, he established himself in, in Samaska, which is a town actually, about an hour's north of Milan in, in Lombardy region. That's where the name comes from. That's where the names okay. come from. Then he, um, after his, his, uh, his, his passing on the 8th of February in 1537, he, um, he uh, was, was recognised only later, this company of the servants of the poor that he called them, um, those fathers, those those priests that followed him, uh, particularly his strong charism of fatherhood, announcing the fatherhood of God to those abandoned by society, forgotten, marginalised, um, showing them that God leaves no one orphaned, mm. um, and particularly the mercy of God through the countenance of Christ crucified, um, being there with people in their suffering. Um, that, that charism of, of this fatherhood, the love of God the Father, lived by those first companions, was recognised by Pope Pius V, St. Pope Pius V, okay, yes. and established the Order of Clerics Regular of Samaska. So the fathers from Samaska, where the founder was buried and where he actually is wow. still, his, his, his tomb is there in our mother house in Samaska today. And so from that point on, um, the, his charism that received the special gift of the Holy Spirit um, of, of fatherhood was then diffused throughout communities which now are present in 25 countries throughout the world where we care, continue to care for orphan children, uh, street children, uh, those youth in most in need, um, but then also in colleges, uh, schools, technical institutes, uh, homes for the sick and the dying, um, and, and, uh, and also in parish ministries and youth ministries. Uh, and that same charism lived by the, by the Samaskan fathers uh, we also have shared uh, with the, the Samaskan sisters yes. who, who are serving uh, with, with, the, with the fathers in, in many of these countries around the world, uh, caring for, for the orphaned girls and also assisting young women, uh, mm. following that same uh, example of St. Jerome Emiliani uh, throughout, throughout the world uh, and, and really demonstrating the, 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 the firmness of, of the merciful father, but also the tenderness uh, so the, the paternity and maternity that we find in the love of yeah. God uh, that's also present Beautiful. in our charism. Is, was he a priest or a, a brother? No, so this is the particularity of, of, of the Samaskan founder is that uh, whilst a, a clerical order was established um, and also religious institute of sisters, uh, Saint Romemiliani was neither a religious brother nor a priest. Uh, he was a layman. Okay. Um, and so that is married? why- Not married? Not married, Not married. so unmarried. Um, and, and so therefore, he's, he, he's actually lived in, in a very strong Samaskan movement of laity that also works in alliance with our religious institutes all throughout the world. You wow. could say the closest to St. Jerome Liani is, is our laity that work and collaborate with us. So we have one of, one of those joining us today yes. uh, in, in Celine, one of our Samaskan young adults who, who's very much involved in our apostolic oh, works. Fantastic. Thank you for that. That's, that's Help me sort of get the context, and uh, it's amazing. So, five hundred years uh, we're talking about. Uh, uh, so, so, sister, you are ba based in the Philippines. Yeah. How long have you been part of the Samaskans for? It's almost 30, 33 years. Thirty-three years. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. entered in when I was nineteen years old. How did you come across them? Was it were they in your parish, or you heard about them in school, or how did you learn about the Samaskans? Uh, it was being introduced to me by our Paris priest. Okay. He is, he is related to one of the sisters, Muscan sister. Okay. It's happened that her brother died and this Paris priest of mine is one, their Paris priest also before. And then so we go together to visit that, the dead brother. And I find the sister. I found okay. the sister, so Muscan sister. And then from then, we have communication and they invited me to a then in their search in, so I visit their convent. And oh. since that they are near to us, they are in Tagaytay and we are in Mendez, so it's a little bit 
clothes. Okay, so the two, two locations yeah, in two the Philippines. Locations. How many sisters are there in total? In, in the, the Philippines, Philippines now, we are almost 41. 41 sisters, yeah, wow. 41 sisters. Amazing. And are there, is, is it growing, continuing to grow? Are young, yeah. young it's ladies? Still it's growing. Excellent. But it's not growing as before, no? Okay. The vocation of today is a little bit okay. harder than before. Okay, wow. Um, and yourself, so how, when did you first learn about Samaskan? So 2020. We, so 2020. I was a parishioner at St. Joseph's and okay. then the Samaskan order, Father Matthew and Father Chris, came to our parish okay. right before COVID hit. Did you notice uh, right away a difference between, let's say, you know... Diocesan. Yeah, the diocesan <laughs> yeah. priest and then this order that's come along? Uh, yeah, I think the biggest difference was the fact that they needed three people because it was a community. Yeah. The entire time that I was a parishioner there, it was just a diocesan, so one mm -hmm. person. Yeah. For the, okay. for the parish. Wow. The biggest wow. difference was the community. Wow. And what a time as well. I mean, we entered into COVID and then you had a very difficult time, but, but to establish a community in that time. And it's thriving at the moment. And, you know, everyone's talking about how much this parish is doing. What, what do you do in the parish? Um. <laughs> is it easier to say, what don't you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, mostly, I do Miani meals. So uh, every fortnight, it's uh, food service to the surrounding suburbs. It started okay. out during COVID um, as uh, cooked meals. So okay. volunteers would come into the kitchen and they'd cook and then they'd deliver that pre-cooked meal to families. Um, and then once we came out of COVID, we saw there was more families in need. Wow. So right now we have about 14 families um, okay. that we deliver fresh produce, so perishables and non-perishables um, on a fortnightly basis. Yeah. Well, how do we? How do you identify the families in need? Is it someone, people word of mouth, uh, uh, people sort of requesting or all the above? They reach out. Okay. All the above. Yeah. Wow. Um, Father, I want to talk about. Uh, so you you are not from Sydney. You are actually originally from Perth. Yes. So you would have come across the Samaskans in Perth. Correct. How did you come across them? Uh, similar to Celine, uh, the Samaskan fathers came to my parish okay. and, um, and again I was able to notice a, a, a difference with these missionary Samaskan fathers that I had never heard of that had come to, to my parish and had really revitalised and, and, and renewed our parish life. Um, uh, and what was a very strong sense was their fatherhood. They were just always with us and, and, and you know, establishing a, a Samaskan youth ministry and, and also uh, a lot of the um, the a lot of the, tr the devotions that my my family, having originally hailing from Portugal, were used to, but we never had in our parish, um, because the the Samaskan charism is lived in through three pillars of work, devotion, and charity, okay. and so a lot of these devotions that that um, you know that my family knew back in Portugal and were, were sort of really really lived in the parish again and revitalised it, um, sort of novenas and uh, you know. A lot of uh, Eucharistic adoration, perpetual adoration, even um, you know, sort of consecrations, processions, wow. uh, sort of Marian, a lot of Marian devotion, um, particularly because the Samaskan, uh, the Samaskans view Saint Jerome Miliani as our founder, but also the Blessed Virgin Mary as a co-foundress, because it was mm -hmm. her miraculous liberation of him that brought about his conversion. Okay. So we honour the Blessed Virgin Mary as Mary, Mother of Orphans on the 27th of September, which was the day she liberated him from prison. Okay. Wow. And so we have two solemnities, the 8th of February, his, the death of St. John Liani, and then the 27th of September. And so we, we celebrate particularly um, sort of Marian feast days wow. very grandly. Um, and yeah, we would consider ourselves a Marian order because okay. we have this strong devotion to our co-foundress. Wow, wow. Uh, sister, what, what does it look like? Uh, uh, so with those charisms, What's a typical day in the life of uh, the religious, uh, you know, with your pr prayer life and mission work? What is, could you give us an idea what it looks like um, for you? Well, <coughs> in the Philippines, we are working much with the children, okay. with the abandoned, or those who don't have uh, enough income to support their, their children. No? <coughs> but it's not really, they have uh, contact with their family. Okay. We don't remove that. And then if they are already ready to get their children with us, they are freely 
to get their children if they can stand. Okay. So yeah, it's with the with the children, no, yung that they are abandoned, they are they don't experience their love like us, no. Every mm -hmm. time that when I know Sumaskan and I saw their how they take care of the abandoned one, yes. really it's touched me, and I I said I'm so lucky. Because I have this father and mother, even mm. grandmother and grandfather that took me so well, no? And then here we are, children that not even experience love, the love of mother or yes. the love of the father. But I, it's really something that I need to get it back. Yes. The experience that I have, I need to share with them because it's a gift that I have yes. and I should pass it to them. Wow. It's very touching. When I assigned first in Las Piñas, because we have three orphanages then, the school age and the baby. And during my time, it is a little bit uh, more than 10, no? it's 15 babies. Wow. They are in the crib. Huh. And <laughs> when they are crying, the person that I was assigned then, I don't memorize their voice. And then when I saw the sisters, they just immediately get the bottle and they know that it is belong to the to that baby. You know, so it's so amazing that they really <laughs> <laughs> memorize the voice of the babies. Yes. And then when we are already practicing that, we assign that before our final bound or and then yeah, it's it's really from your heart, no, that you you memorize them. Yes, and yes. the first night that I have, the children is already aware. No, that bottle is not for hair. It's for hair. <laughs> so it seems that it's really amazing wow. to experience that. And then my brother, no, he said, oh, you will enter in that <laughs> congregation to be, you will never have a child. And I said, when I go farther, no, it's not. Because we have always child. We have yes. always children with us. Yeah, more children than most uh, natural mothers <laughs> could have. Yeah, so, yeah, yes. And that's what St. Jerome brought in my life. Wow. It's really fatherly, the fatherly care that he has in his children. So the, the, you bring in the children, these abandoned children, uh, children who, who are not able to be supported by the family. Uh, would they stay there for a certain period of time and then do they get educated they grow up and they and then they go out to the world what, exactly, what what's yeah. it what's it what's that look like yeah. it's look like that especially now it's the government is a little bit strict with the children and policies so they are passing to the social worker okay. and each municipality they have social worker and every time that they found children that being abandoned or there is no attention at all so they come to us and if we can take care of them, so then uh, mostly we are accepting five, five years old up or even okay. babies, no? And then they grow up with us. The family continue, they can visit anytime okay. if they want to, if they have free. And then they grew up, they studied. And then if they arrive to the point that they can stand by themselves, they can leave the institution and they can if they already they have already worked mm. and established their life, no. Or if the parents or any relative can protect them already, provide all the necessary necessary things that they must have. So we allow them to we entrust them again. Yeah. And one experience that I have in Sorsogon, um, it's a good family and they are really very close. Even though they are poor, they don't want to let go the children in in some power plus like orphanates, no? But the father was being in prison. And when we investigate what happened to the father, what's the case, what is the chance for him to get out from that prison? And it's a very minimal case that only he, they need somebody to, to own that case is guarantee. No mm -hmm. guarantee if ever he will go out, then somebody can stand for him if even if he cannot go to the hearing, his continuous hearing, either somebody who will answer. So maybe mm -hmm. if he will not go, he will uh, lost along the way, we will be the one in prison. No? And then I said, I, when I studied the behavior of the father, the attitude, it's a good father. And okay. I said, I took the responsibility. I said, I can be the guarantee for this father so that he can go home, he can work with his family, and these children of us can go home and 
they can get together even though they are poor. And then we talk some friends of us who can relate to those so that he can have job, good job, no? Mm. And so they are friends and this lady of us talk to this person who can find a job for that man. Wow. And so, yeah. yeah, so these children, they, they, they were three, no? So they went home with a family, even though they are poor, but they are together. And the father has worked because of our friends. Wow, thank God. Um, is there a, uh, a maximum amount of children per um, convent? Or, uh, so are, the, are you sort of over two, three locations and the children are with you? Or is, are, there, are these places, orphanages, separate to where you live? Yeah, we are together. Yeah, we are together. Okay. How, we are how many sleeping with would, them. Would you be caring for? Uh, we at can any one time? cater twenty-five children. Twenty-five. Wow. Because for one social worker, yeah, is twenty-five children. Wow. Okay. So we can maybe in the future we can handle more more than yes, if yes. we can have two or more social workers. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, um, Celine. Yes. You so. I'm, I'm impressed with uh, the amount of activity in the parish there. And, and there's also things that the Samaskan youth that you get up to too, like evangelizing. I've noticed uh, Rosary on the beach. Uh, I noticed some going out to there. And can you tell us a little bit about some of these things? So just top of your head, what are some of the activities happening in the parish? And obviously this has all happened after the Samaskans have come to the parish. So, so can you give us an idea of what's going on there? Um, sure. So on a weekly basis, we have our young adult program every Tuesday night at 7.30. So that's where Father Chris or sometimes Father Sheldon um, do. Uh, we go through a four-week cycle. So it's Lectio Divina, Catechesis, yes. Devotion and Mission. Wow. Um, and that's from maybe year 11, 12 up. Okay. And then Saturday nights, we have the young adults who run the youth nights for kindergarten up until about year 10. Oh, wow. Um, so oh, that's Saturday evening. Saturday evening. After yeah. the 5 p.m. mass, we okay. have dinner together at 6 o'clock. Yeah. Um, and then we start the lesson around 6.30, finish at 7.30. Wow. And that's every week. Wow. Families would typically come with the kids. Like, would, would yeah, the young people, the parents would bring the kids to that. And, uh, yeah. It's great. You've been doing this. Okay, what else is there? Um, we just recently launched the family night. Okay. So every month we have a family night now. So we have men's ministry, women's ministry running at the same time as the kindy wow. to year 10. Um, wow. So the, all ages are welcome. Is that on the same day, the Saturday? Or, or is That's that a different the day? third Saturday. Yes, third, third Saturday. Third Saturday of every month. Wow. Um, so this. In December, we're doing carols, but then officially the men's and women's ministry launches in January. Well, every month. So 12, there'll be 12 gatherings. Essentially, yeah, yeah 12 right. gatherings. So 12 chances the men come together. Women come together. Women come together. And then and the young people, in, and it's broken up into so, age groups? Yeah, so kindergarten to year two, then yeah. year three to year four, year five and year six, and then the high school. Wow. And the young adults are teaching the kindergarten to year 10. Now, there's also a married, is there also marriage? Marriage enrichment. Marriage? There's yeah, what's that? Marriage enrichment. So, father <laughs> chooses um, about 12 couples, 10 to 12 couples, and they go on a seven-week uh, cycle on Wednesday evenings, um, watching videos. It's basically a date night. Wow, okay. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, and they have some activities, a book resource that they go through, some wine and cheese. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Make it enticing. Wow, wow, yeah. fantastic. And um, that's th so it's a six week program. And then will that happen again? So directly after a new group of, of couples? Not directly after because have a break, have a bit of a break. Yeah, they might do. So I think few, we've done three or four sessions. Okay, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, take note and I'm, I'm looking at you camera uh, parishes. This is this is what really inspired me. It's not just the youth group and then we forget about them and then they grow up and then they're not youth anymore and then there's nothing else. We've got married couples, we've got men's and women's ministry. I'm very impressed and I think if every parish did that, uh, our church would be a better place. Our churches would be thriving. Um, you don't stop there though, Father. You, you're busy yourself. So you're, what, so you're one of the presenters of these. Are you, are you in all the groups in, in some capacity? Uh, so, yeah, I guess we, we sort of, we follow the example of Sandra Milani where the father was always with his children. So, yes. you know, there was even an instance in his life where 
Uh, he was with his orphan children and uh, a nobleman <coughs> that recognised him was ha happy to give him hospitality, but only for him mm. and not the sort of the, the street children with him. And, and he's famously quoted as saying, it's, it's with these brothers of mine that I wish to, to live and die. And so unless you give hospitality for all of us, then it's for none of us. So really, uh, and he, you know, these first companions would speak of him just following the most smallest orphan, um, leading behind them. And so we follow that same example. So we, you know, whether it's devotions in the church or giving the talks or being with youth ministry or with the families, the, the, the visitations to the homes, patching in uh, where we can see we can support the parents of these families, whether with our, our um, ministry programs in the, in the parishes or, or more personalised attention in the homes. Uh, we, we, we endeavour to do that. The, the Samaskan fathers and, 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 and uh, you know, the, the sisters, I mean, this, this charism came about during, during the time of Reformation. And so many of these orders and institutes at that time was to counter the Protestant Reformation, mm. was seeking to reform the church back to the holiness of the time of the apostles, but from within the church, yes. not outside. Yes. And so there's that overarching umbrella of we need to form apostles of today. And so yes. that's what we seek to do with uh, our young adults. And then, they minister, then they, their mission is for with our younger ones our parents, with the families, uh, all together, to, so that we, we, we form communities of apostles to then go out that. and extend the kingdom, which we're celebrating this, you know, this Sunday with the Serenity of Christ the King. Yes, that's so, right. Beautiful. Um, that is such an important area. We, we forget sometimes, um, you know, we, we need to be helping any, uh, the poor, absolutely. And, and it's, it's, the Samaskans do a, a wonderful job there, but you don't just stop helping the physical needs. There's also the spiritual needs. and. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's an area we, we, we forget about sometimes. And, and, uh, and then there's, there's those who may only focus on those spiritual needs and then we forget about the corporal, corporal works of mercy. Yes, yeah. And so, so it's, it's there. It really it's is a package there. deal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Care and catechesis is what yes. really Fantastic. marked St. Germogliani. He cared and he catechized. Yes. Because the, the view was to form apostles even while that person was suffering a particular need wow. at that time. And I love uh, that it's also focusing in on families too. And the idea of that, could you touch on that? The, the imagery here, you're not just helping an individual, but you're helping them, their families. Did you want to comment on that, sister? Like, what, the idea of um, helping this child, mm -hmm. but you're not just helping the child, you're also helping the family. And, and what have you seen? Have you seen um, conversions? Have you seen, uh, I'm just interested to see the change, transformation in the child and then the siblings, Any, anything you can... Yeah, you know, when they are having their vacation, uh, at least once a month, they have to integrate to some family that they have. And they said when the children return, they, they used to pray. And they will say to the, to the parent, uh, to the, the one who are companion there in the house, they will say, oh, wait, let us pray first before we eat. And, <laughs> and so I like that, no? and they invite to go to the mass. In Sunday, the sister is always going to the mass. We should go also to the mass. <laughs> so then, you no, know, the sister said uh, we have to dress a little bit formal and you know, all this and and sure, it's like that, no. And so leading they, by example, and yeah, they learn the and way they start you praying rosary. Wow, what what does it look like? Um, so let's look at the spiritual side, just to give people an idea. What is prayer life like for the nuns, the sisters? Do you divine office, uh, mass every day, yeah. rosary? What, what does that look like? Uh, what does a typical day look like with your prayers? What's the prayer life like? I like, because uh, when you are already in the community of praying people, praying, you will always miss to pray. Eh? Mm -hmm. It's not only the communitarian prayer itself, that because it, that is given. It's even though you don't enter the congregation, even lay people can pray the morning prayer, the breviary, yeah. and the rosaries, and the adoration. Yeah. Even we can, I can see the, the parish of Padre. It's so active and yeah. a little bit, parang it's so elevating the, the adoration of Father. No, but, but as a religious life, parang you, will, you will try to find more prayer. Eh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, with a more intimate prayer than the usual that we are doing in the community. Okay. It's a little bit more personal, especially when you're struggling a little bit harder. But you don't have any source eh, than to yes. run to Him. So since that, and even you are with the children or you're in the apostolate, others outside with the community, but it's, you must be always in touch with Him. Eh. Mm. 
Because mm. if not, you will lose along the way. There's a lot of temptation somehow no, when you are doing the work of God. Yes. So I said, oh, really? And uh, the one that I read, the, the nearest that you, you can be with him is he's getting bigger and bigger and bigger when you are getting nearer and nearer. It's not like the airplane that you see, it's very small, but when you go to the, to the airport, you will say, oh, it's so big. Yes, that's so that's, right. that's the relationship that I want to Wow, help. beautiful. Wow. Um, has your prayer life changed since all this activity? So you can be busy, busy, busy with um, activities, right? So helping the poor is a very good thing. It's an important thing. Everyone should be doing that. And then catechizing is also very important, forming, teaching. What about the spiritual side? Can you touch on that? What, what happened in the prayer life of the parish? What sort of activities have you noticed and has that impacted you personally? Um, well, I can say that I never spent a single minute in adoration, didn't even know what that was okay, before yeah. Samaskans. The Samaskans, uh, they do, uh, just at St. Joseph's, <clears throat> um, Monday to Friday, one hour of adoration from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Um, yeah. before Mass. And then they also do evening Mass at St. Joseph's. And then on Thursday, there's uh, adoration from 6.30 to 7.30. And during all the hours of adoration, there's the opportunity for confession. Oh, um, then there's the Saturday all-day adoration right after the 9.15 Mass. So from about 10 o'clock to 4.45, we have adoration. Wow. And about 45 minutes opportunity for confession after Mass and 45 minutes before Mass wow. as well. Um, and they've just, yeah, <laughs> they do a lot. <laughs> There's the rosary as well um, in the month of May. Okay, yeah, um, every, every day? Uh, every day of, after of Mass. Eve, after Mass, okay. After Mass, sometimes it's led by families. Um, wow. Yeah, during COVID even, they recorded it <laughs> and wow. uploaded it every day. Is um, it, uh, the church uh, open during the week as well? Like yeah. That? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow, and young, are you finding young people are going to adoration? Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, it's mostly, just, it's mostly. Talk about just old people. No, 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 it's mostly young people. Wow. Mostly. Mostly you, you, young yeah, people. You'll find that even at daily mass, you'll find at least three to four <laughs> young people at morning mass and then double, triple that at evening mass. Evening, in the, wow. Uh, and then Sunday mass, is that, then everything you just described is outside of Sunday. We That's outside even, of we Sunday. We haven't talked about Sunday. No. So most parish life happens only on Sunday. No. This yeah. is what's impressing me. It's it's it's, it's the week yeah. every day. Every day. Love so then, how has Sunday been? I guess enriched or enhanced. Have you noticed a difference on a Sunday? It's busier. It's busier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a very full church now, um, because yeah. the fathers they uh, they're in charge of both St Joseph's Small Bank and St Christopher's Holsworthy. So they're both so two semester, churches they're, yeah, under one parish, okay. They're both under one parish. So at any given time, I think we have what, four, one, two, three, four, yeah, four Sunday Masses at St. Joseph's and three Sunday Masses at St. Christopher's. Okay. So, so yeah. And that's not including the vigil on the Saturday evening. There you go. Wow. Okay. You're busy, Father, you're busy. <laughs> um, no wonder you need more than one priest there, you need three. And now it's great to have uh, uh, Father Sheldon now recently ordained. Yes, just in June. Three ordained priests. Yes, yes. Are there full time? Yes. Um, so how does that work uh, with all that commitment? Do you sort of rotate? Do you sort of have a, a roster between you uh, week to week? Or is it, does that change or do you mix it up? Uh, yes, yeah, we, we, um, we do have a, a rotation in terms of the, uh, the parishes so that basically the parishioners will see us like, you know, at least like every 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 three weeks for yes. that particular mass they might go to. They'll, okay. they'll 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 and we'll have that personal touch with them. Prior to Father Shodomi or Dana was Father Matthew and I, sort of just alternating yes. between the two. And now with this extra dynamic of having yeah. a third priest, um, we we also have a um, it's a, a public benevolent institution, Samaskan Missions, that provides. Uh, sort of free legal and advocacy services, counselling services, as well as our meal services, um, and then awareness of our orphanages and our, and our, our, our apostolate works around the world, um, which has a, a, a team uh, working there. Uh, and it also encompasses, you know, not just for the financial disadvantage in the area, migrants and refugees, mm. but also advocacy for uh, young men that are in prison. Um, and so we're, we're now branching into, into that uh, apostolate that really seeks to help 
to reform these young men, uh, to reintegrate them into society. We have a really high reoffending rate in New South Wales. Uh, our, our prisons are overburdened by reoffenders, re yeah. and our New South Wales government having to spend 3.8 billion to just <laughs> add more cells to our prisons. So, looking to to work towards constructing uh, uh, an Emiliani House of Renewal, where we would invite yeah. these these young men, um, whether through the Department of Justice, uh, to 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 have an early release of their sentence or. In, if they're being, if they're reoffending, to be entrusted to the Samaskans' care, and to to live as a community uh, that life through work, devotion, and charity wow. uh, to help about bring about reformation and reintegration back into society. A lot of them have been abandoned by their families because mm. they've been in prison, unable to find work, and they unfortunately feel that they belong in prison. Oh, and so wow. we try to seek a way in which we can, we can have them a sense of belonging with a family, with a father figure, with brothers, yes, yes. and to be able to, through care and catechesis, really bring about That's their awesome. conversion. That's incredible. Yeah. That's amazing. Can I touch on, uh, now, first of all, I mean, congratulations. I mean, this is so impressive to see, like every day there's some activity, the prayer, adoration, to have the young people, confession as well. Normally, you know, parishes, if you're lucky, might have a 30 minute window on a Saturday morning, if anyone turns up and, and, and that's your opportunity, you, you miss it and that's your... So to, to promote that, um, I, I mean, do you find by offering more times of confession, are people taking advantage of that opportunity? Oh, certainly, certainly. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We're, we will always sort of have, have um, faithful come and they, they can see that we have those uh, confession times available, that our father's mm. there, and there's more willingness to sort of even sort of make appointments with us outside for extended spiritual direction and further yes. guidance because there's been that frequency with us as confessors. Oh. Uh, and so... Oh. Um, so yeah. you, you, it's outside of parish life, you also go to visit parishioners. So outside, yes. so those, it, you're not only seeing your parishioners on Sunday Mass, you're seeing them during the week at the parish, but you also go to their homes. Yes. How does that work? I mean, what, what are you doing? Are you just sort of uh, inviting yourself? Uh, do you just pop up at a parish? Do you, do you, how, how does that work? What, what are you doing there? Uh, I mean, generally they tend to be families that are either come, that they've, they've, they've come to be part of our, our various ministries, um, or we've, you know, it's been brought to our attention that there might be some issues or problems or we can assist in, in, in helping to complement, you know, mm. the, the parents in that family. Many of them, you know, wish to sort of, you know, either just to, to go and pray with them. I mean, we sort of, we've got rosaries every day happening in the church, but even just to go and pray the rosary with them in their home, uh, many of them uh, sort of, you know, really tune up to the, 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 um, the enthronement of the family to the most sacred heart of Jesus. Yeah. We, we run our First Friday devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus, First Saturday devotion to the parish, wow. but then bringing that to the family homes uh, as wow. well and, and enthroning the families to the sacred heart of Jesus. And, and really helping to, to bring through these consecrations and devotions and novenas and, uh, and prayer, moments of prayer, a greater spiritual life in the home. So it's yes. not just you come to church and pray, but daily prayer life is taking place in yes. the home. Daily rosaries happening in the homes, as, as Celine mentioned. Wow. We, we, we invite the families, um, you know, in the month of May and October to pray the rosary in the evenings in the church, but then also to, to con they continue it then throughout the whole year as family yes, rosaries. Excellent. So really, just really patching in and, and the formation that we give to our young adults or to our youth and everything, it's we, we plant the seed, but then it's for them to then develop that further at home in yes. their own time. So as sister was saying, you know, th there's the community prayer life, but it's to springboard your personal prayer life. Mm, mm. And so we, we hope to, that by developing and deepening and extending this community, we then help all of these lives develop their own personal prayer lives oh, and their that. personal relationships as with the Lord and as an apostle of the Lord. I, I can imagine uh, it it's, it's must be great for a, a priest from the parish to come to someone's home and getting to, getting to know them in a different environment, in their own home. Does the you, know, you build friendships, you build, uh, you are family. Yes. Um, and, and possibly are there you know, many families not everyone goes to church, so I imagine you pick up uh, some of those fallen away who are like, oh, Father's there's, here. Yeah, there's the son that, you, you that, get to that invite that's him over always pass. gaming in his room and you, <laughs> yeah. you get, to, get to see him. So through, through house blessings and consecrations, yes. you, you have that first entry point and then you yes. can strike up a relation. And then you can bring them around. Oh, you should come to our Tuesday night um, talks. Wow. So you should come to come visit us here or, or, and we can, can really then strike up to really help to bring about 
you know, all members of wow. the family. That's um, so good. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's bringing back memories. I mean, I know myself, I, coming back to the faith, it was a, a retired priest who was available and we used to have lunch together. He was the first, he was the priest that gave me the first Scott Hahn cassette. So, and he's also Father Chris, but he's passed away now. But, and I remember uh, seeing that, what, why was I so close to him is because he had time. I could go in and have confession anytime. Um, I could get a blessing. I could join him you know, in his private chapel for mass. Uh, we go and, and we just, we pray, we recreate. He comes to our family parties and things like that. And, and you become friends. And so there's, it's something powerful about outside of the normal Sunday mass to connect with the, with the priest. Sister, is it the same for the nuns? So what, do you go out to homes? Do, how, how do the sisters, you've got the children that come to you, but do many sisters go out as well? And what does that look like? Yeah, it looks like that if some friends of us, mm -hmm. they got sick and they have also some problems in their family, and we used to visit them also. Okay, yeah, wow. Yeah, no being... Wow, it's powerful to, to be able to connect with them in their environment. Um, and going to them. It's almost like if you don't come to church, we'll bring church to you. <laughs> and yeah. then they, they feel, wow, okay, I'm drawn mm -hmm. in. Oh, that's beautiful. And I wanted to ask, well, I haven't talked about the other activities outside of the parish. So um, I touched on the rosary at the beach. Oh, what's that about? Is that often? So that started in Perth, actually, at okay. Kuji. Uh -huh. We continued it at Kuji in oh, Sydney. Kuji in Perth. That's Kuji in Sydney. Um, so every Easter Monday, uh, we just go pray the rosary um, around Kuji Beach. Wow. Uh, at the same time that they're doing it in Perth, so it's coast to coast oh, at Kuji. Okay. Wow. Um, and then we just go, we have lunch. Maybe some people swim, Fantastic. play some cricket. Now there are also, I, I've learned that there's, are there like um, retreat days or, or you go visit like a little pilgrimage at a shrine somewhere? So usually the 28th of December, the Feast okay. of Holy Innocence. Um, okay. We visited the Shrine of Holy Innocence one year yes. and then Penrose Park a couple of years. Again, yeah, right. we just drive up um, early in the morning, just do some door rosary and then everyone brought food, picnic, some sports. Wow, yeah. wow. I mean, any, anything else I've missed? Is there anything else that the two I know of? Is there anything else you, uh, going out to the poor, of course, but anything else with the youth? Um, I mean, you've, so. it's quite a lot already. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like retreats, no, not really. No, okay, okay. Wow, well, I just want to touch for the importance of this. So how has, you know, you've were drawn to the Samaskan life. Thank God you've said yes to that. How many years of priest have you now? Uh, I'm almost five years five and years, almost wow. ten years as a as a religious. Wow. Is it um, similar formation to a diocesan priest? Is it seven years in the seminary? It's normally twelve years. It's twelve. Yeah. So like twelve years of formation. Um, but I was a bit of a later vocation, okay. so um, that those initial years of human formation was already sort of taken care of. So I was ordained in my eighth year of formation. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. Wow. So a few years chipped off. Wow. Um, just the importance now of, the, I guess, the fruits of what you're seeing. Uh, so we're, we're helping the poor. You're uh, offering prayer. You know, you're making available prayer, the sacraments, mass, um, uh, confession. You've got formation. Just the importance of going out to the home, but then having all this activity in the parish to have them to invite, to invite people to. If we don't have that activity, You've got nothing to invite them to. And for so long, I, I think, where have we gone wrong? Uh, you know, we, we have, and we, we, we dwell on it, but we don't have to dwell on it. There's a solution of the declining church. We're declining in numbers, declining in mass attendance. The age, average age is going up. If we were to hone in on, say, your community, it's, not, it's the opposite. <laughs> it's growing. The young people are growing. People have, families are coming. So if, we can, if that happens there on a micro scale, how do we make that happen wider? I guess uh, just from your own experience, you can only speak from what you're seeing. Advice or, or what you're seeing works for other, other parishes. What could you see? What, what is the secret to all this? What's going on? You know, this, I, I think there's, I mean, I've got a lot of opinions about this is amazing. I wish every parish did it, but, but just from your, on the inside, the fruits of it. Um, if there was one place to start, say a priest is watching now and they're saying, look, I, I, you know, no, one, no one's coming to church, and they just they said that's the culture. It's going down that way. What would be the first thing 
you would say to a priest uh, to do in his parish, if he's just doing Sunday Mass? Where would you start? You need to spend more time with your, yeah. with your children. Yeah. So you need to be their father, not just in terms of the spiritual sense, but also uh, physically mm. accompaniment their time there. And so those visits can't just be one-off visits on a rotation. Um, to generate that sense of belonging of a family, there needs to be a family that they come to. Yeah. So personal invitation works. We've got this happening. Yes. Um, please come. I would love to, oh, I've missed you, you weren't there, or yes. sorry. Um, and, and really keeping those connections going. So having, having, having things, but not so much centered on the programs, but just mm. having that ability to, to, to be able to come together for prayer um, and, and, you know, and also to, to, to say what our Lord Jesus Christ mm. would say to those in need. What is it that I can do for you? Yes, yes. And, and then and, and hear what their needs are and, and address them obviously with Christ, yeah. <laughs> with Christ and with, with, with this sort of devotion to our Blessed Mother and to the saints and help them realize that they're not alone in this, that they have, they have the Holy Mother Church, they have uh, you know, our Lord, they have our Blessed Mother, all the angels and saints. They've got all of these yeah. holy people that are willing to serve them, to serve them. And so you yeah, tell us what that. you need and we'll, we'll address it with the graces and blessings and, and that, that God provides us in, in these different areas. And, and it's effectively just directing them to where their needs can be met, which ultimately is Christ. That's beautiful, beautiful. Oh, there's, a whole, there's a whole show just on this. Uh, uh, sister, can I ask, uh, so the, the, the nuns are in the Philippines. They're also the, the fathers or brothers. Um, are there more than one over there? Like how many? How many of the fathers are there as the masculine fathers in the Philippines, roughly? Let's say less than 100. Oh, wow. So there are more, more fathers than... Than the sisters, sisters. Okay. yeah. They have more houses than us. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, they are more active. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the priests are always going ahead of us. <laughs> oh, so did they start first? Do you know how long in the Philippines uh, the Samascans have been there? The the far the first there is I think they if we are almost about fifty I think sixty seventy by like this. Okay, and and um, uh, do you have much to do with them? Do you do much together? Yeah, in our banates, you are okay. always, especially there in Sorsogon in Region Five. Our uh, institutional almost work together, so we cater the little ones. Mm -hmm. And they have if we have girls, it's for us, and boys is for them. Okay. But the okay. little ones is we always take care because okay. <laughs> they yeah, cannot take care of the little ones. <laughs> they want to get yeah. little ones, but <laughs> they need to bring to us. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, all those activities we described, is that happening in the Philippines? So Bible studies, catechesis, yeah, uh, yes. is that also happening? Yes, in the, in the our fathers there are also active in that. Wow. At least it is the spirit of St. Jerome, yes. Rajit, or the Sumascan fathers. Wow. This is... Um, I'm inspired. This is exciting. This is great. And I hope people are watching and are being inspired here. Um, and, and your testimony here, you, you didn't even know who they were a few years ago. They've come into your parish and all of a sudden you're like one of them. <laughs> um, how, how does that happen? So we, I know fathers ordained, mm -hmm. sisters consecrated. Mm -hmm. It's the masculine youth. Is it, are you like uh, a third order? Are you, you make some sort of promise or vow or you just sort of Volunteering your time. Volunteering your time. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. in 2020, fathers were like, come, we have young adults. It was the first meeting, there was eight of us. Okay. And now we average 30 people wow. on a youth night. Regularly. <laughs> Regularly. And it's not yeah. always the same people. Wow. Now, um, the youth come together, and, and I've noticed the last few years, and, and Perusia has been uh, blessed to be part of it, that this big fundraiser, the dinner dance. Uh, can you tell us about it? There's one coming up. There's one coming up February 2nd. February 2nd? February 2nd. 2024? 2024, yeah. Okay, and wh where's that being held? Uh, in uh, Paradiso in Liverpool. Okay, great. Uh, how do people get tickets? <laughs> tickets sales are um, through you can, uh, online. So Instagram, Samaskan Movement Australia, there's Samaskan a link. Samaskan Movement Australia, yep. okay. Instagram, Facebook. And Facebook, yep. okay, great, great. So it's both social media, it's not the website or the parish website? It's no, no, yep. Okay, fantastic. You can buy a single ticket or a table. A single ticket for 120 or yeah. a table of 10 uh, for 110 per ticket. 
so you end up saving. And this is a fundraiser, not for the parish? No, so all Where, funds the... go directly um, to our apostolates in Sri Lanka, Mozambique and India. Wow, wow. Celine so, was able to, to visit our, our communities oh, really? in Sri Lanka What was that like? <laughs> uh, indescribable. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, Father took me and three or two others um, to our community in February of this year, where we met the Samaskan sisters for the first time as well. We hung out in the orphanages. Um, it's very different, but because they deal with the physically poor, yes. um, we deal with the spiritually poor, but you can see where the fathers have tried to live out the charism as best yes. as they could in the parish life. Yes, wow. Wow. Um, how many, just as we're wrapping up here, we're, not, we're coming to the end, but how many countries are the Samaskans? Do you know that? Would you know where you're present? Is that something you can tell us? Uh, 25 countries. 25 right now? Across five continents. Do five continent. Roughly how many around the world? Uh, fathers? Fathers, about, about 500. 500. Sisters? Do we know, sister, how no, many? We are less than 200. About 200, okay. And, and then much what about youth? Much larger Samaskan movement. Yeah. So it's where, where fewer, the movement is much, much. The majority larger. are lay people. Majority of lay people around the world. Yeah. That, so there's no third order. So just to clarify that, you, you don't make a vow or promise as a lay person. You just get involved. Get involved. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, is there just in a spirituality? So you, you're helping. So could we just sum up again? Just for those to clarify, uh, you've got, you help the poor. And that, 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 that's the, is that the charity side? Mm -hmm. You've got catechesis and formation. Mm -hmm. what the, is that part of, that's part of the, your, your three arms? Yeah, the devotion. The devotions, yeah, your yeah. prayer life as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Third part? It's work. Work. Yeah. So, w example of that is? Would be being in, involved in, in sort of meeting the needs of, of, of and just so working, because yeah. everyone you, everyone playing their their part because we're uh, sort of making the, the burden lighter. Yes, as, as yes. we follow the motto of of uh, of the the Samaskan order. Um, honest man live in my burden's life from Saint Mat Matthew's Gospel, chapter eleven, verse thirty. That we try to alleviate. Sometimes we can't take away the suffering of the people. Yeah. But we can alleviate the suffering by helping to, to make the burden lighter. Yes, and rolling up our sleeves and working yes. to wow. help them just to. Wow. I mean, like uh, yeah, carrying the yoke. Fantastic. <laughs> do you, uh, is there a seminary or where did you get your formation? Did you have to go overseas? Yes. Yeah. Initial formation, um, uh, aspirancy and postulancy in, in Australia, uh, and then transferred to Samaskar for novitiate, okay. and then down to Rome for the, the studies towards the priesthood. We wow. presently have two two uh, young men from Sydney, uh, oh, wow. uh, Matthew uh, Frio and. Michael Yetzi, who are currently novices okay. in Samaskar. So please do keep them in your yeah, prayers absolutely. For, for their novitiate and God willing, they profess their vows. And wow. So the, the, all the other countries around the world will come to Italy? No, each province has their own um, formation houses and novitiate okay. houses. Um, it's just, we don't have a novitiate house in Australia. Not yet. Next, yeah, next year, we've only been here 20 years. And so in, during this time, any vocations from Australia uh, they've sent us to okay. Samaska for, for that formation. So God willing, one day we might have one here. Yeah, yeah. Pray for oh, that, God. Absolutely. And sister, what about the, where did you, did you, uh, where you are living now? Is that where you did your studies or did you have to go off somewhere else and then come back? Yeah, we, <clears throat> during the Philippines thing now in Asia, we are the center of formation. Okay. We have some vocation in Indonesia. Oh yes, wow. Uh, I think the majority of the vocation <laughs> came from Indonesia. Okay. So they come to us in the Philippines, in Tagaytay, exactly. And now we have one candidate from Sri Lanka. Oh, wow. Okay. So. And, um, how, and vocations, hopefully, uh, we hope to grow. If, if, if a young uh, lady wants to become a sister, wh where, where do they go? What do they do? <laughs> what, what do you recommend for discernment and if they wanted to know more, to, to follow your path? Yeah, they just listen to their heart, no? Mm -hmm and come get closer to the sisters, to the church, to the priest, who can direct them to mm -hmm. the right path, if they, what vocation they want to be, and the mission that they have in life. No? I think it's, they need to give more time for themselves. Yeah. No? Pray more, silence, mm. and yeah, 
talk to the to those wisdom person uh, yes. wisdom enough yeah. to guide them yeah because you know our life is too short no? yeah amen that's true is, is there a, a like a, glo a website about the Samaskans that people can go to that we could point people to so globally is there a is there like a there's there's many yeah oh, so i guess for australia it's samaskan.org.au samaskan.org.au okay yeah, which would have which would also speak about more in terms of the samaskans around okay. the world but um, for those who want to know more if, if there's a young man same sort of thing I mean, where would you recommend they start on their journey if they want to know more about this religious order there's there's the various social media um but also just come and see us where yeah. we're at st joseph moorbank and st christopher okay. holsworthy uh, they can come and have an experience with us or be involved in our, our various ministries and the Lord will speak to their heart. Amen. And what are in Perth? What's the parish there? Those in Perth? We have, we have a, a number of parishes. So uh, St. Uh, Jerome, Jerome in Spearwood, okay. Our Lady of Lourdes in Rockingham okay. and St. Patrick's in York that then has a few substations because it's, it's out in the, the, sort of the regional area of, wow, of Western okay. Australia. Oh, there you go. A mission parish. So we've got the, the west and the east side of the country. God willing, we're at north and south as well. So we'll pray. And God just uh, <laughs> you know, finally, just your, you know, your faith journey since the Samas has come in, what does it? I mean, what does it mean to you now? I mean, you know, going going to church before you go to church, but now you said you've discovered adoration. Um, you're now active. You're one of the leaders and doing things for the young people. How has that, I guess, deepened or deepened your own prayer life, your own spiritual life? Like, what's the faith mean to you now? Has it has it mean more now than it did before the Samaskans came in your life? Uh, definitely. Yes. I just used to go to Sunday Mass because my mum made me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, now? Daily Mass. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, um, for other young people out there watching, yeah. is there any bit of advice you could give them from what you've learned over the last few years? And where would they start? If they're doubting, say, I just go to church because mum and dad make me, what would you say to them? Um, you never know enough. When you think you know everything, you actually don't. Okay. So. Tuesday night youth, I learned how little I actually knew about anything <laughs> and everything. Um, and I still don't know anything about everything. So just keep learning and whatever, whenever you have a question, just ask. Yeah, very good. And the more you're learning, is that helping you appreciate, I guess, the faith in general? Yeah, the it's more you're learning as well, you, and also because I teach um, the year five and six right now, trying to simplify it into words for them gets you to understand it even more. So yes. as you're learning and then you're teaching, you're actually learning more. That's true. Yeah. Amen. I, I, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, I love this. This is very close to home with Perusia. I mean, we exist to not only evangelize, but to form and teach the faith. And it's wonderful to hear a religious order doing that. Um, so leading by example, but, but both the, the corporate works of mercy, the spiritual works of mercy, and, and understanding we never forget that formation is critical, catechesis and formation as well. It's all a package deal, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And thank you so much for yeah. Perusia Media's close collaboration with the Samaskans oh, throughout oh. these years as well. We're very uh, grateful. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for coming. Uh, we're praying for you. Please pray for us. Yes. Any, anyone, just uh, any final thoughts or any just words of encouragement? Anyone want to have the final say? If you have one thing, if you had one thing to say to encourage people uh, in today's culture right now, what would it be? Putting on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, in, it's in increasing our, our, our knowledge of God, mm, mm. You know, uh, our Lord, and that's the only way we're going to be able to then obviously increase our love for Him and yeah. then increase our, our service for Him. So, yeah. so it's sort of, you know, what, our, what our faith teaches us. I mean, yes. we, 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 we go through that and we'll, we'll naturally find that we progress more and more in love with the Lord and, and willing to serve Him because we keep increasing our knowledge of Him. And, especially through all the resources no. that, that's available through the media as well. Praise God. Sister, any final words? Just always find God in everything that we're doing, the little work that we can make people happy. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Any final just words? Um, not really. Just <laughs> don't stay lukewarm. If you, yeah. have, if you have something that just sparks even the slightest interest, just look into it. Awesome. Yeah. No, well said. Thank you so much. The dinner dance coming up. Let's get on social media. So Samaskan... Samaskan Movement Australia. Samaskan either Instagram Australia. or we'll Facebook. We'll put the links in. Awesome. Thank you so much uh, again. 
Thank you, everyone. I hope you got a lot out of that and are inspired. I'm, I'm certainly inspired and rejuvenated. Uh, please pray for the order in, 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 as a whole, uh, internationally, locally in Australia. Check out the parishes in, if you are in Sydney and in Perth. And those in the Philippines, please go, go visit as well. Um, that's another podcast. We'll put all the links below. Uh, please pray for this podcast and, and spread it. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click the bell so you get the notifications and spread it. Uh, we, we've, been, we've reached over 2 million views now. Pray, thank you to you and, and over 20,000 subscribers. But I want to increase the subscriptions. I want people to now utilize this and give this to family and friends. It's all free and there's over 1,000 videos now. Please utilize this. Take advantage and invite people into the faith. Do that. I'm Shabal Reish, your host. Thanks again. Until next time, God bless.